0: The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Welcome to the Ask Harry podcast. This is Harry Margolis, and this is the podcast where we interview experts on all aspects of estate planning. In this episode of Ask Harry, Harry talks with his colleague, Sarah Henry, an associate at Margolis and Bloom, on the subject of homestead declarations. Welcome, Sarah.
1: Hi, Harry. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, thanks for being our expert today to talk about uh, homestead declarations. And uh, I think that it's very important that the listeners know uh, what I think is really special about you is that you grew up in Kansas.
1: That is yes, that is something that happened. I did grow up in Kansas.
0: So you left Kansas, but I assume Kansas is still part of you.
1: Yeah, well, you know, you can take the girl out, but yeah, I figured yeah. I
0: couldn't say that, but you could.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but it's true, though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, very good. So we like those the uh, Midwest or Plain State, true American values. So Homestead Declaration and Home Homestead Protection. I guess first, what is it all about?
1: Yeah. Homestead declaration is a protection of the equity in your home against unsecured creditors. And it can be either you can, there's a certain amount that's automatic and then you can kind of raise that value. It protects against things like attachment, seizure, execution on certain types of judgments, that sort of thing.
0: So basically if you get sued for anything.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Or, Or if you go into bankruptcy. Yes. Yeah. So, and the, and so what's, what's the automatic protection?
1: The automatic protection is $125,000. And that is actually new as of 2011. So I guess at this point, maybe not super new anymore, but there it used to not exist. We're glad it's here now for people who maybe don't know about the Declaration of Homestead or know about the forms that they need to file to get a greater amount of protection. This offers something which is, you know, better than nothing.
0: Absolutely. And, and so how much can you get with the, the Homestead Declaration?
1: You can get up to $500,000 in protection per residence, per family. There are some exceptions to that where you can get a little bit more if you are, for example, 62 years of age or older, or if you're disabled within the meaning of the Social Security supplemental income requirements.
0: So the, so the individual can't get more, but as I understand it, but if if you have, say, a married couple and they're both over 62 or both have a disability, that then they can get more than 500000
1: Right. What happens at that point basically is that the protection goes from being kind of for the home to being for the person. And so at that point, the protection no longer applies necessarily to the residents as a a whole, but applies to the person individually. And it gives greater protection to kind of populations who are historically a
0: little bit more vulnerable. So so they can actually protect a million dollars worth of equity.
1: Yes. So if um, both members of a couple or both owners of a home are 62 years of age or older or um, both totally disabled or some combination of those two factors, they can aggregate their individual protection up to a million dollars.
0: And do they have to file a new declaration?
1: Yes, they do. They have to um, file a new declaration stating what exemption they're applying under, so if they're applying under the age exemption or the disability exemption.
0: So, so you're you're you buy your house when you're 50, and then 12 years later, in order to get that extra protection, you got to go back to the Registry of Deeds to to file a new declaration.
1: Yep, and actually, the Secretary of State recommends that you might have to go back more than more than just the once or twice. They recommend that. You know, as, as partners age differently or as circumstances change differently, that anytime any spouse is available for one of those exemptions, you file as, as many as you can, basically. So if one spouse is over 62 and the other isn't, both spouses should be filing for their respective eligibility or their respective declarations of homestead. And, and same with the concept of disability.
0: So when one step spouse is 62 and the other spouse is 60, mm-hmm. they both refile. And do they already get a million dollars of coverage at that point?
1: So at that point, the $500,000 for which the spouse 62 years of age was eligible would be for them personally, but you could also, the spouse who's 60 years old could still apply for kind of the the regular, the standard declaration of homestead, which kind of applies more to the home, the residence, and they would be protected as well through that. So you uh-huh. kind of you can't aggregate up to a million at that point, but you can each individually get five hundred thousand.
0: I see. From your so you so basically you're each protected from your personal creditors up to five hundred thousand in effect, but neither of you is protected if you had creditors of for over five hundred thousand, you wouldn't be protected. Right. Of course, there are other if you're a married couple, there are other protections if you own the houses tens by the entirety. Right. That are just just applied to, to married couples, only available to married couples. Which is, I you took the bar much more recently than me, but as I recall, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that that if you own the house as tenants by the entirety, one spouse will not lose the house because of the debts of the other spouse.
1: Right. Yeah. As long as the debts aren't joint, yeah. um, Filing for bankruptcy or or creditors coming after one of the spouses. Right.
0: Exactly. So, you do, so you do have you do have some benefits there, but that but you don't only get that. If, you, uh, if that's what the deed says, if you own it through a through revocable trust or as tenants in common or as joint tenants, if that's what it says on the deed, you lose that sort of spousal protection.
1: Right, exactly. It's you know, just one of the ways that the law kind of rewards people for getting married.
0: Right, but, but also makes it real complicated.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, I, so I just mentioned trust. So can you get the homestead exemption if the house is in trust?
1: Yes, you can. This is also something that is kind of new as of twenty eleven. Trusts can get declaration can get declaration of homestead protection. In that case, the trustee of the trust would need to be the person to file the declaration of homestead. Sometimes that might be the person who is still going to reside in the home, and sometimes it might not be. So it's just important to pay attention to that distinction.
0: So, so you have your you have your house in your name. And then you go see some estate planning attorneys like us and they say here's all these reasons you'd be better off to put your house into a revocable trust mm-hmm. uh, to avoid probate to provide asset management to uh, just make your life a lot easier or at least make your heirs lives a lot easier and mm-hmm. and but then you got to refile your declaration which just makes sure the, law, the estate planning attorney thinks of that
1: yep yep exactly and there are actually um, two separate forms. They can be found either on the Secretary of State's website or at the registry in the county where the property is located. And and so the form is actually different if you're um, filing for a trust.
0: Okay. And so is this something that that consumers or clients can just do on their own? You said that the forms are available online or at the registry of Deeds.
1: Yeah, they certainly can. The you know the filing fee is thirty five dollars. The forms are available online. It's it's pretty straightforward. Of course, if anyone ever has any questions or anything like that, seeking attorney advice is always a good thing to do. But hypothetically, sure, yeah, it could be done.
0: So, so one thing when we were talking about this earlier occurred to me that in some ways you may be better off in terms of getting the million dollars of protection if you're not married. So you don't get the you don't get the benefit of the tenants by the entirety deed. But you, if you have two owners of property who are not married, isn't it right that they can both file a declaration of, of homestead?
1: I think at that point, it would be 500000 and it would be, it, it depends on the title by which they own. If they're joint tenants, the 500000 is still just allocated to the two of them together. Um, so you don't actually end up getting a million dollars that way. And if you're tenants in common, I think if there are more than more than two owners, you can start to add in maybe another two hundred and fifty thousand, but I don't think it quite gets to a million in any of those examples. Oh, really?
0: So if you have two owners of property and they're and they're, they own as tenants in common, they can't both get five hundred thousand of coverage.
1: That was my understanding based on the language on the
0: Secretary of State's website. Okay. But they can get something more than five hundred, it sounds like.
1: If if there are more than two owners, so if there were uh-huh. three or four, you oh, might really? be able to
0: start adding so, in another two hundred and fifty. So two, 000. so two owners are still limited to five hundred thousand. Yes. Uh huh. But potentially more. So so one other question. So this is called a homestead declaration. Mm-hmm. So does it have to be your home?
1: Yes. Yeah. That's a great question. I probably should have opened with that. It does need to be your primary residence. Very important. It can't be just a residence period. And actually, if you do end up trying to file a declaration of homestead for a vacation home or something like that, you could actually cancel out your former declaration of homestead on your primary residence. So it's very important to be aware of that and and not fall into that potential pitfall.
0: So I guess the idea, the public policy idea is it's uh... To allow people, uh, make sure people don't lose their homes if they run into some legal or financial um, problems, exactly. but not, not to give them more than that.
1: Yes, exactly. And, you know, very specifically, so you couldn't have, say, two spouses and, you know, each of them declares a declaration of homestead on a different residence. It doesn't work that way.
0: Unless, unless um, perhaps they were actually living apart.
1: I was just going to say, unless <laughs> they can show that they were in fact living apart.
0: Which happens. It does. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you probably had the burden of proof in in that case. Yeah. So in, in general, I mean, the re- reality is we, we try to file these for all of our clients, but in my many, many years and decades of practice, as far as I know, none of my clients have availed themselves of, of these, though we do see cases in, in Massachusetts Lawyers Weekly about, about homestead declarations, because it really comes into play if uh, mostly in bankruptcy court. Because otherwise, if you haven't, if you well, if you don't get into legal trouble, you're fine. Right. Um, I was going to say
1: when you said that you haven't heard of your clients veiling themselves, I was like, good. That means nothing's gone wrong.
0: Right. And it's and if you have sufficient insurance. Yes. I mean, often you see cases that settle for the for the extent of the insurance, and they don't try to go after people's homes. Right but they could it probably rest easier <laughs> knowing that you're protected. I
1: have a friend who's clerking in the federal bankruptcy court and she apparently has seen a lot of them. I was mentioning this to her and she got very excited to, to be able to connect over a topic because often we don't really intersect with our fields. But she, she definitely was very familiar with the declarations of Homestead. Apparently they come up a lot for her.
0: So, so just in case it's really important to, to file them, and as we know that, unfortunately, a lot of people in our country are, are pretty close to the edge financially, mm-hmm. and whether it's the loss of a job or in a lot of cases, as, as our Senator Elizabeth Warren reported when she was a uh, law school professor, she studied this and, and found that a huge portion of bankruptcies in this country are as a result of medical debt. So if you get sick and stop earning money and all of a sudden owe, owe a lot of money for medical care, that, that could happen to anybody. And you can save your home if you filed a homestead declaration. And one issue is you gotta, you have to have it filed ahead of time.
1: Yes, that's a great point. If there's already a lien on your home or something like that, the declaration of homestead is not going to retroactively save you from that, unfortunately.
0: But it does, so I say ahead of time, but you, you, you could already have the debt and, protect, and file it. You just can't have any, any lawsuit filed or any lien, as you said, a lien or claim against the, against the property. And and as you said in the beginning, this protects the property against unsecured debt, so it doesn't protect you against your mortgage or anything like that.
1: Right. So it doesn't protect you against mortgage. Um, there are a couple other things that won't protect you against enforcement of, you know, spousal support, child support, that sort of thing. It won't protect you against that. Yeah, it won't protect you against your mortgage.
0: So it's good insurance. It's a lot cheaper than most other insurances. insurance at $35 per uh, recording <coughs> fee. Yes. And as, as we discussed, it can protect uh, an additional $375,000 or uh, $750,000 of the equity in your house if you're over age 62 or have a disability and, and you're married of course
1: well and if you're over age 62 it's important that your marital status no longer matters at that point
0: in terms of protecting so you, but you still have to two owners of course yes yeah you get the extra you get the extra protection right so but if you so if you're you know it doesn't matter what your age is if you're uh, single and you're the only owner of the property you're limited to 500,000
1: yes yeah good
0: good Uh, Thank you very much, Sarah.
1: Thank you so much, Harry.
0: Thank you for listening to the Ask Harry podcast. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends and colleagues. If you have questions about estate planning, you can find answers at askharry.info. And if you don't find your answer there, you can post a question and I will respond to it. You can also subscribe and listen to future episodes on iTunes. If you're interested in Harry's book, Get Your Ducks in a Row, The Baby Boomer's Guide to Estate Planning, please visit Margolis.com. That's M-A-R-G-O-L-I-S.com. Ask Harry is a production of Pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network.